0: On this episode of Why Should I Care? I share with you why the news of a Mississippi abortion case is reason for hope. Why should I care? Why should I care? Why
1: should I care? Why should I care? care? I'm not sure why I should care.
0: And welcome back to the Why Should I Care podcast. This is your host, Adam, and this is the podcast where I give you one thing that you shouldn't care about and another thing you really need to care about. These daily topics are keeping you thinking from a conservative biblical worldview. We want to ask you to help us as we grow this new podcast audience. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and on the Podchaser app. Links are available in the show notes. Please follow us on all of our social platforms, including Parlor, Twitter, Facebook, Medium, Rumble, and YouTube. You can also sign up for updates. If you'd like to receive emails from us, you can do that at our website, whycarepodcast.com. You can also get text alerts to your phone when you text the keyword whycare to 844-990-3380. And as always, I want to hear your feedback. Please send me an email adam at YCarePodcast.com. or you can use the link in our show notes to leave me a voicemail if you'd like to be included on future episodes. 583,596. That is the number of confirmed deaths in the United States related to COVID-19 as I'm recording this podcast on the evening of May 18th, 2021. A tragedy to be sure. We remember that this is more than just a number. Those are grandmas and grandpas, aunts and uncles, mothers and fathers, brothers and sisters, and in rare cases, these are sons and daughters. One of those was my father-in-law, Gary Snell, a faithful member of the Door Christian Church in Chandler, Arizona. It's still hard to believe that even now, he's enjoying the presence of Jesus being absent from the body. It's shocking to think now about 580,000 other people just in America who have gone into eternity due to this heinous virus. Think for a moment about the absence left behind in its wake. Consider how many birthday celebrations that won't occur this year, the Christmas gifts that won't be received or given, the chairs at the dinner table that won't be filled. Now also consider with me that 580,000 is less than half Of the 1.3 million lives that never got the chance to live outside their mother's wombs every single year in the United States of America, their lives were cut short by viruses of convenience, vanity, and desertion. Nearly 25 more babies have been dismembered, suctioned out, and thrown away by the time you finish listening to this podcast. Since Roe v. Wade allowed abortion up until the moment of birth in January of 1973, there have been a total of 62,832,646 lives destroyed, and this only counts surgical abortions. The Pharmacists for Life organization estimates that approximately 250 million Babies were chemically aborted since 1973 in the U.S. alone. So the current U.S. population stands at over 332 million. Can you fathom that our nation has purposefully destroyed the combined near equivalent of our U.S. population through the act of abortion? You need to soak this in today. You need to care about this. You can't continue to ignore this without recognizing the great evil that we have allowed under our noses in nearly every community of our nation. How many doctors will not come up with life-saving cures? How many scientists will not make life-changing discoveries? How many athletes will not break records? How many musicians will not write the best songs we've ever heard? How many pastors will not deliver life-changing messages? How many legislators will not craft law that help our nation and our states? How many governors will not protect the rights of citizens? How many veterinarians will not heal our pets? How many teachers will not shape the next generation? How many parents will not train up another generation in their place? How many nurses will not care for patients in hospitals? How many police officers will not protect our communities? How many engineers will not design the infrastructure of the next generation? How many authors Will not write how many books? How many entrepreneurs will fail to produce businesses that provide goods and services to coming generations? How many builders will not build the buildings in which we live and work? How many painters will never get the chance to paint beautiful works of art? All of these will never get a chance to make a mark in our world. This shocking loss of life from abortion equals a Nazi Holocaust every other year. And so far, we are only talking about U.S. abortions. This does not even take into consideration those abortions performed in the other 194 nations around the world. According to numberofabortions.com, which has live counters of various abortion statistics, there have been one 1,615,304,144 abortions performed worldwide since the year 1980. Again, this number does not count chemical abortifacients. These are conservative estimates of how many tiny human lives are maimed and suctioned from what ought to be the most protected place on planet Earth, the womb of her own mother. Let me remind you that abortion is not a cute minor procedure that carries the moral weight of a wart removal. It is an act of extreme violence. I want you to hear the words of a former abortionist, Dr. Anthony Levitino, as he describes a DNA abortion This stands for dilation and evacuation. This is a procedure that happens about 159,000 times every year, representing 12% of all abortions. This happens in pregnancies after 13 weeks of gestation. At 13 weeks, a baby is about 5 inches long. It has fingerprints, hair follicles, and a beating heart capable of transporting 23 liters of blood per day. Listen to his words as he testified, Before a congressional hearing
1: second trimester d e abortions performed between roughly 14 and 24 weeks of gestation your patient today is 17 years old she's 22 weeks pregnant her baby is the length of your hand plus a couple of inches and she's been feeling her baby kick for the last several weeks but she's asleep on an operating room table you walk into that operating room scrubbed and gowned and after removing laminaria You introduce a suction catheter into the uterus. This is a 14 French suction catheter. If she were 12 weeks pregnant or less, basically the width of your hand or smaller, you could basically do the entire procedure with this. But babies this big don't fit through catheters this size. After suctioning the amniotic fluid out from around the baby, you introduce an instrument called a sofa clamp. It's about 13 inches long. It's made of stainless steel. The business end of this clamp is about two and a half inches long and a half inch wide. There are rows of sharp teeth. This is a grasping instrument, and when it gets a hold of something, it does not let go. A DNA procedure is a blind abortion, so picture yourself introducing this and grabbing anything you can blindly and pull, and I do mean hard, and out pops a leg about that big, which you put down on the table next to you. Reach in again, pull again, and pull out an arm about the same length, which you put down on the table next to you and use this instrument again and again to tear out the spine, the intestines, the heart and lungs. Head on the baby that size is about the size of a large plum. Can't see it, but you pretty good idea you've got it if you've got your instrument around something and your fingers are spread about as far as they go. You know you did it right if you crush down on the instrument and white material runs out of the cervix. That was the baby's brains. Then you could pull out skull pieces. And you have a day like I had a lot of times, sometimes a little face comes back and stares back at you. Congratulations, you just successfully performed a second trimester Dini abortion. You just affirmed her right to choose.
0: That, my friends, is abortion. It is ugly. It is violent. It is tragic. We cannot stop caring about these innocent boys and girls made in the image of God and being dumped into medical waste bins every day. If you're wondering why I'm talking about abortion today, it's because of the news that the Supreme Court will take up a Mississippi abortion ban case that could ultimately limit Roe v. Wade. I tell you, we must be in prayer that the court will uphold this abortion ban. Will it fix all of the problems caused by Roe v. Wade? Not even close. But what it will do, hopefully, is it will allow states to outlaw the practice of abortion after 15 weeks of gestation. This would save millions of lives. This would be a massive win. As I reflect today, there was a time in our nation's history when slavery was an accepted practice. They said it was a necessary evil. Today, of course, we look back in horror that our forefathers could allow such apparent evil to exist. Is it possible that generations in the future will one day look back with horror and disgust at us, at these fifty years in America where we permitted the massacre of an entire generation? Deliver those who are drawn towards death, and hold back those stumbling toward the slaughter. If you say, surely we did not know this, does not he who weighs the hearts consider it? He who keeps your soul, does he not know it? And will he not render to each man according to his deeds? Proverbs 24, 11 and 12. Thanks for listening today. I know this is a heavy topic, but we must care about limiting abortion in the time that we live. Thank you again for listening. We'll see you next time.
1: I don't know why I should care.